Next on BYU Sports Nation, spring football at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What did we all learn? Defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki will join us live. Dave McCann joins us live as well from New York City with the latest on Kyle Collinsworth's health and how the Cougars' preparations are going for the NIT semifinals. Plus Valparaiso assistant coach Roger Powell, why the Crusaders should be ready for the Cougars' pace of play. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live on a Monday. BYU Sports Nation broadcasting and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. March 28th. It's almost the end of March. Wow. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with everybody's favorite Y-list celebrity, Jerem Jordan. Y-list? I'm just happy to be on A-list. <laughs> that doesn't have to do with the law. You're happy, you're happy to be on A-list, but not to be confused with, with the A-list. The A-list, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Y-list. I'm still battling cold. That's going around for a lot of people. What happens, I think, with me is the weather goes, it's 60, and then it snows, and my body has a panic attack, and I just get a cold. That yep. happened to me on my two-year LDS mission trip quite a bit as well. There's a real thing in South Korea where I served my LDS mission trip that like, I learned something <laughs> from like a native. Someone's going to tweet about that. Why do you call it mission trip? Temp- temperature differential, like it causes sickness. Yeah. But if you say that to them in their native tongue, they're like, whoa, you are really smart. And so I used to bust that out all the time every spring. Like, yeah, the temperature differential today is pretty extreme. The so. temperature differential? <laughs> it's like really simple words that sound big. That's kind of the goal of this program. Make you sound smart. I'm trying to remember what it is. I think it's... Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> that means bring it. Grand. You need hey, to teach me a word today, man. Props to all of the BYU fans that survived the temperature differential. Oh, it went from 40 to 60 in the same practice. On it? Saturday at the spring football game. We, I mean, we, we're talking almost 20,000 fans, including families that we met who drove one overnight from Washington State, California, Boise, for BYU spring football. Yeah, that was great. It was a great crowd. Uh, we did a live show uh, after the practice, in, in case you missed it. Uh, lots of great interviews from that. We'll bring back some of the best stuff from that here in a moment. But it was a fun day because there's not too many days that you're at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and where you have football, right? There's six games. There's Stadium of Fire, which is exciting for the people that have gone. I've lived here. I've never gone to it. I need to go to it, I think, this year. Anyways. Who's coming this year? Do we know yet? Side note. <laughs> Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw's coming. Okay, I'm not into country, so I won't be going again either. Yeah. <laughs> I should have gone when it was the Jonas Brothers or something. Oh, Anyways. yeah. So it, it was a fun day, and lots of people responded. People were excited about Kalani Sataki. They really are. People were excited about Taysom Hill, so they showed up to them. Would you have gone for Carrie Underwood? She's country. Yeah, because she's very pretty, so I probably would have gone to that <laughs> so one. So has nothing to do with country Well, music. generally, no. So generally, I'm just gone. <laughs> Around 4th of July. I need to, I need to go. I, I really do. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As we have well documented, spring football game took place on Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in front of an estimated 18,000 fans. 
something more, something less. More on that game and what we specifically learned from talking to coaches and players in just a moment. Taysom Hill was not at the scrimmage because his brother unexpectedly passed away on Friday. Our thoughts and prayers certainly with Taysom and the Hill family. The third-ranked men's volleyball team swept UC San Diego in three sets both nights over the weekend. The Cougars play two really important matches this weekend with UCLA, who swept Long Beach State, by the way. So there's a three-way tie for first place right now between UCLA, Stanford, and BYU. And the Cougars play two at UCLA this weekend. Ginormous matches for the Cougars. Root for BYU to beat the Bruins and for Stanford to lose. Correct, Jerem? Yes. Is that what we're hoping for? Yes. Well, BYU just needs to win two, and then it'll probably work itself out this weekend. The Mustache Mafia remains the BYU baseball team 20-3 and after winning another series, and that's the key. As long as they keep winning series, they will keep the mustaches. They beat LMU on Saturday 7-4 to after losing on Friday 10-5. to They hit the road for a three-game series at Portland starting on Thursday. Here's how good the baseball team is. They lose a game, and it's like a shock to the system. We're like, what? They what? lost? Wait, why'd they lose? Yet they've... They're four and two in uh, WCC play. Tied for so first. Win series. That's the point. Jimmer Fredette scored seventeen points. Hey, there he is. Seventeen points. He dished out eleven assists in the Westchester Knicks one hundred three ninety eight win against the nine hundred five Raptors. He showed up last night to dinner in New York City with the men's basketball team. He played. He plays tonight and Wednesday, and the team plays Tuesday and potentially Thursday. So if you're in New York or on your way or whatever. You could see Jimmer and you could see BYU what play this epic week. Trip for a BYU fan if you can get to New York. <laughs> and as Dave Rose mentioned, uh, Bruce Springsteen tonight in <laughs> Madison Square Garden and Iron Maiden Wednesday. So yeah, BYU photo took some uh, great pictures. You can see the interaction between Jimmer Fredette and Chase Fisher. Chase Fisher said that one of the reasons he knew about BYU was Jimmer. Uh, and then you have a shot of Kyle Collinsworth there with Jimmer Fredette. Remember, they were teammates when Kyle Collinsworth was a freshman back in 1972. They also showed up in Times Square, <laughs> fittingly. Yeah. You know, the guys got to spend some time in one of the hot spots of American tourism. So BYU, let's hope they they, they, they got both. some paintings done. I saw Corbin Kafusi and Jacob Hartsaw got you know some street paintings done of them. Corbin Kafusi, the the eyebrows, the guy. Uh, drought of Corbin Kafusi were out of control. There's this picture, yeah, like Lady Liberty, the Statue of Liberty dressed up as like following I'm a, I'm the BYU basketball team around. I'm scared of those people. Yeah, the weird. What is it? The weird. No, it's the Naked Cowboy or whatever. I was thinking of the weird <laughs> Naked Indian, Wayne's World. Anyone else with me? No? Okay. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Let's hope they get some more time on Wednesday because that would mean they win on Tuesday. And uh, if you've missed it, we've been talking about it, but we're doing a full BYU Sports Nation hour-long pregame show tomorrow, 6 Eastern time. Dave McCann live uh, from New York City in Madison Square Garden. He'll join us today as well. But tomorrow, 6 Eastern, we'll get you ready for BYU and Valpo. Rise and shout. It's a big week in time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Spring Football 101. I think we had a great um, first 12 practices in spring, and I thought uh, overall um, we're going to make some adjustments and start focusing on the season next week with our last three practices. BYU football on public display for the first time since new head coach Kalani Sitake took over the program along with his staff around three months ago. As we have referenced and as we expected because a lot of the coaches told us this, the Cougars didn't really show much. That said, the anticipation and the excitement surrounding the program is 100% palpable. I mean, it's, it's the first time we have seen this team run full speed plays in a public setting since the new staff got here. 
So let's analyze what we saw, and let's do it together, BYU Sports Nation. Via the Twitter question, what did you learn from Saturday's BYU Spring football game? Use the hashtag BYUSN at YFangirl underscore JB. Fans are fired up with so many there. This new staff has given us a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. No, it's football. (laughs) Use the hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, I agree. I I think a lot of people showed up to that game, one, because – uh, the weather was supposed to be decent. It didn't end up being decent. But two, Kalani Satake, new staff, and then three, Taysom Hill. Unfortunately, as we mentioned, Taysom Hill's brother passed away on Friday, so he was not there. Uh, but people were excited to see potentially Taysom in 7-on-7, seven seven, see this new offense, Ty Detmer is here. There's just a lot just, just a lot there with BYU football right now. The storylines are rich. I've said, to me, this is the, the most interesting, compelling, relevant offseason in BYU football history because of those reasons. A lot of people excited to see Tanner Mangum play, which he did in the Skelly Drills 7-on-7 and in 11-on-11. And from what we saw, he looked pretty sharp. There were a couple of sequences specifically with Tanner where I saw him under center, which is totally different, not not in a shotgun, take his five-step drop and go through a a full progression of reads. Now that sounds crazy. It was really fun to watch, to, to see the dynamic, the different dynamic of being under center and to watch him... Uh, very logistically go through those reads and, and make good throws. Stats are stats, right? But here, here are some of the Tanner Mangum was 6 of 9, 92 yards and a touchdown. Nice throw to Nick Kurtz. He looks good. He looks – we talked to him after, uh, after the practice on the show on Saturday. He looks good. And, and of the reasons to watch or what we learned, he's like way down the list for me because we know he's good. He's going to get better, but it's not going to be as noticeable no. because last year is mostly – it's like Max Hall. Max Hall's progression from sophomore to senior year was not huge. He was good the whole time. For me, it was just watching Tanner under center. That was new. That was new. That was a new thing. Also, the slower pace overall. The team huddles now. They take more time to call in a play. Like it's it's not lightning fast all the time. Yeah, that's that's going to be something that fans will get used to a little bit because it's not the trendy thing in college football. Okay, BYU is not BYU's offense is akin to clothing. They're not wearing the latest, hottest things. It's not Tam, Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec. Re, rent a swag. Is that the, right? <laughs> it's not BYU's offense is not rent a swag. Okay, it's it's a little more traditional, a little more old school. Might even be a hand me down for all we know. But it's those a classic hand- black tuxedo, man. Okay, that's a better analogy than a hand me down yeah. for sure. It, I think that will take some getting used to for fans. They'll be in a hurry, but Ty Detmer is going to run the traditional offense that he ran at BYU and that he learned about with, what, 14 years in the NFL? Yeah, we asked Ty Detmer on Saturday if throwing to the tight end was a calculated move on the first play, and he said, (laughs) no, that wasn't a (laughs) calculated move at all. It was like, this is the new offense. Watch this. Naked bootleg. Oh, it was great. Tight end, first down. He did reference the watered-down game plan. I mean, we came in with a pretty watered-down game plan, really watered-down game plan, and uh, the defense, all they were playing was cover two. And so as a coordinator, when you see cover two, you should be running the football. That's not what everybody came to see. So we tried to, <laughs> tried to mix it enough to keep it exciting. And we thank the Heisman Trophy winner for doing that. It was boring, honestly. Like, it really was boring. But what's BYU going to do, show their cards? That's the point of them not showing it on television, for one thing. Bronco Mendenhall said that same thing in the past. I believe that this coaching staff feels the same way. 
And then you just want the backups to get out there, get in pads. You want to be able to tackle so you can comment on that and, and fix that a little bit. It's not going to be flashy. There's not going to be crazy trick plays. Why would you on March 26th? There were a, a few other new things. Obviously, the defense moving from a 3-4 to what we saw in a 4-3 scheme, meaning four down linemen, three linebackers, which is not a huge surprise because that's the defense that Kalani Satake and Elisa Tuiaki want to run. They haven't come out straight up and said, yes, we have switched to 4-3. And Elisa Tuiaki will join us, the defensive coordinator, coming up uh, in about half an hour. But we'll talk to him about that, what difference that makes for BYU, because that's the defense that Kalani Sataki ran as the defensive coordinator at Utah when they led the nation in sacks. And so more pressure on the quarterback, one less linebacker on the field. BYU ran a, a 3-3-5 the first year of Bronco Mendenhall uh, here, the first, I guess, Two years, three years, and then they switched to get linebackers more on the field. So BYU is recruiting more defensive linemen to make more plays in that way at the line of scrimmage. We saw some guys, yeah, and we saw some guys that that stood out or were in new positions. Squally Canada looked sharp at times. Micah Simon is now. I like Micah Simon as a wide receiver. Yeah, I like him a lot, by the way. He looked really good. Yeah, his, his footwork was really precise. He's slippery in the open field. And then Trey Dye back as a running back. Where he Shifty. was a star in high school. So, yeah, there, there are some, looks last year as some well. new wrinkles. Now, what I was surprised was about how long BYU played during the spring game, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU ran 82 plays during Saturday's scrimmage. The goal, Kalani Satake told us, was 60. And the players wanted to stay out there and run some more. So they, they ran 22 more plays than they had scheduled, which is cool. That tells me, one... The players wanting to be there is a good thing. And then, two, that Kalani Satake read that and said, all right, let's stay here. So they scrimmaged for about an hour. We went on the air, and they were still scrimmaging. We did not anticipate them still going. So we showed a play or two. A live touchdown that, pass from Bo Hodge. For those of you wanting the spring game on BYTV, hey, we had like two or three plays, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to hear about we'll that. We'll go from two or three to three or four next year. <laughs> and by 2072, we'll have the whole scrimmage. You just referenced that Kalani said he wanted to get more reps. And, of course, there's, they don't want to show the cards. Arizona is game number one, now, okay? Now, yeah, varying opinions because certain spring games are on TV, whatever. It's up to the coaching staff. They want it on TV, it's on TV. You know? But it was fun for those fans that were there, um, and I think, I think BYU got better. It's hard to, it's hard to manage uh, and, and evaluate, like, hey, on March 28th, how good is the 2016 team? This isn't even the 26 roster, 2016 roster. We, you get into fall, and then you got, have guys like Jonah Trinneman from Snow, who was there, handsome Taniello. You're going to add a lot of pieces to this team. Jamal Williams that didn't could play. Be, didn't play, right? Taysom Hill didn't play, right? Nick Kurtz didn't play in the game. A lot of those main options didn't play. By the way, Garrett Jurgens, the younger brother of Mitchell Jurgens, wide receiver, yeah. still the punt returner. So two Jurgens uh, on offense. I love it. There's, there's the Warner brothers on defense and the Jurgens brothers on offense. I'm with Ty Detmer, man. Don't give Arizona anything. He spoke about that. This is the only time we'll ever have the element of surprise going into Arizona. So we want to keep it close to the vest and work on the things in private where we can. And, you know, once we show up for the game, it's full package will be there. And so right now it's still that element of surprise that we want to kind of go in and keep them guessing what's coming. How many days until BYU and Arizona before they unleash all of those new cars? down to the Wildcats. 159. Oh, is your excitement still enough to uh, like actually do it? Yeah, yeah. After the spring yeah, football game, because it was yeah, so it's on the downhill. Yeah, 
That's, I think at some point I'll get more excited about this during the summer. The excitement's rising. We're getting closer, but it's still how many? 159 days. Your, your monotone's 159. This is the last week of basketball season. I can embrace that still, right? What did you learn from Saturday's but not the NIT. BYU spring football game? At Docs <laughs> One says the power of Kalani. Water down scrimmage still had over 15,000 in attendance. Pretty good. We switched the page to basketball in New York City with Dave McCann in a bit. But first, Valparaiso assistant coach Roger Powell joins us. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio. Live on BYU TV, the conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up tomorrow, we'll get you ready for BYU and Valparaiso in the NIT semifinals live from Madison Square Garden in New York City. Dave McCann will be on the scene. We'll be live here in Provo, uh, Utah. 6 Eastern time, BYU Sports Nation, a special live edition to get you ready for that game. Our Twitter question today, what did you learn from Saturday's BYU spring football game at Holy Oak B? Says, quarterback's taking a lot more time to read defenses. The quarterback appears to have more ownership and gets through reads more effectively, which goes back to what I was talking about in that opening segment. We're about to learn some things about BYU's matchup with Valparaiso tomorrow night in the NIT Final Four with assistant coach Roger Powell of the Crusaders. He joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Roger, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. So by the time Valpo tips off against BYU tomorrow, your team will be one of 16 Division I teams still playing basketball at this point in the season. What kind of value do you place in playing in late March? You know, it's a blessing. Um, you know, our, our team has gone through a you know, long season, and, you know, it's, it's been fun. It's been up, some ups and downs. Obviously not getting to the NCAA tournament was a bummer, but, you know, playing at Madison Square Garden, the – the NIT semifinals is is just as good in, in our eyes, so we're, we're excited. Initially in the NIT, I, I always wonder, you know, what's the motivation of each team to be there? St. Bonaventure, a one seed goes down, you know, you, to Wagner, whatever. You just wonder, but how did Valparaiso get over the disappointment of not making the NCAA tournament to make this run in the NIT? You know, you know, we've been preaching all along uh, to our guys that you know our, our vision is is about just giving the best that we can, and whenever there's life whenever there's games to be played you know we want to give our best and and that hasn't changed for us um and that's i think that's the reason you know we've been able to you know make it this far so far so far in our season roger powell assistant coach for the valparaiso crusaders with us on byu sports nation interestingly enough the horizon league has two of the top 10 scoring teams in the country number one in oakland and green bay is at number nine byu's number six in that same list so Do you feel that much more prepared for a team like BYU because you've seen these fast-paced offenses multiple times? You know, Dave Rose has done a great job. um, You know, with with BYU, I mean, they've they're definitely a tournament team. Been to tournament numerous years. You know, they've actually played in the semifinals before, Um, so they're they're well seasoned and they're they're prepared. They're ready for this game. Um, So, you know, they're they're definitely a different team. Um, I think they have a lot of size. A lot of size inside, and then there are three guards. Oh man, you know those guys are are guys that I'm I'm losing sleep over. Uh, <laughs> for the game. So you know it's it's playing against some offensive teams. I think it's helped us, but but BYU plays so fast and they they make shots that you know other teams can't make, and it's it's going to be a tough matchup. But we're we're ready for the challenge. Roger, yet your team is top 10 in scoring defense, ninth in the country at 62 a game. What do you guys do so well defensively? 
you know, I, I think I think you know the most important thing is you know we have length. Um, obviously, Bashil has been a huge factor for us. You know, defensive player of the year two two times in the Horizon League, and you know, and we, we play hard. You know, we we work a lot on our defense and just our principles, and we try to stick to it. And um, you know, it's been paying off so far. I'm glad you brought up Vashil Fernandez, the nation's top shot blocker. But this guy's currently working. We learned this morning he's currently working on a second master's degree. What's more impressive, leading the nation in block shots, or the fact that he's trying to get a second master's? You know, Vashil has been an amazing um, player, student athlete for our university. And you know he's he's bright too, man. You know we we like to call him the president or or <laughs> the, the most important person on campus. And um, so it's 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 a, it's a testimony to you know how hard he's worked and just his humility and and um, who he is as a young man. He's going to be extremely successful uh, after playing basketball. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of the other stars on this team. Alec Peters at you know eighteen a game. Keith Carter, uh, Darian Walker. Who who are some of the studs on this team? And what do they do? You know, one of the things about our team is, you know, we have a lot of guys who are unselfish, and obviously Alec Peters is a dynamic scorer. Um, he scores inside, outside. Uh, he's, he's definitely a tough matchup for other teams. But, you know, we have other guys that can step up and make plays any day. Um, Keith Carter has been amazing for us, the point guard position with his defense and, you know, controlling our offense. And, um, you know, Shane Hamming has been in the start lineup, out of the start lineup, but he's, you know, he's had some big moments for us and made some great athletic plays. And then, you know, all season we haven't really had our whole roster. Uh, we've had a starter out pretty much the majority of the year, you know, and Tavon Walker, who's not starting for us now, coming back off of injury, but he's a really, really good sophomore guard. And, 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 and um, David Scar is a sophomore who's been out of late and, you know, six, seven guy that can play the two through four. So we have a lot of weapons, um, but it's, it's fun to finally have those guys, you know, playing all together. That's been that's been exciting for us now in the postseason. Roger, you've played big time basketball in big time venues in March at the University of Illinois. So, with that experience, what are you saying to your guys about? Hey, Madison Square Garden, New York City, NIT Final Four. What what advice are you giving those guys? You know, I think the biggest thing, um, you know, when you play this late in March, whether it's NCAA tournament or the NIT, is you know you've you've gone through the season. You've had ups and downs. You've you've seen so many different you know defenses, so many different offenses. We've practiced so so many different times. You know now it's a matter of just having fun, enjoying the experience, and giving your all. You know, I mean this 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 moment, you know this experience, you, you can't get back. So we want our guys to enjoy it and and have no regrets. Roger, do you get to have any fun there? You got Springsteen at uh, Madison Square Garden tonight. You got Iron Maiden Wednesday. You got Hamilton super hot there. You get to go to any of that, man? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, it's you know, unfortunately no. Um, you know, we we still have work to do. Season's not done yet, um, but definitely, you know, hopefully we can we can win. Um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a tough battle, and you know, whatever happens, you know, we're proud of our guys, and you know, hopefully, hopefully we keep playing and we can have some fun, you know, Friday or Thursday night. Uh, but but either way, you know, we're gonna wait till we're done with games to to experience New York to the fullest. You beat one of BYU's fierce rivals, St. Mary's, in the quarterfinals to get to New York. Did playing against St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference in any way give you an advantage going into playing BYU? You know, they're, they're totally different teams. Um, you know, I think, you know, St. Mary's, they're a team that wants to run run their offense and score late in the shot clock. Um, you know, BYU, they're a team that wants to, 
you know, score early and get out in transition. So I think they're totally different teams. Um, but, you know, I think it, it definitely may have prepared us for the style of play uh, of the conference. So we'll see how much it helped us you know, after, after tomorrow night. <laughs> Kyle Collinsworth always presents an interesting challenge for opposing teams because he's so uh, versatile uh, offensively, defensively, rebounding the ball, distributing a six six point guard. How do you, how do you uh, hope to defend Kyle Collinsworth tomorrow? Oh man, we're going to try our best. Um, he he does so many things. I mean, triple doubles, you know, passing, creating for others, you know, scoring on the post. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a tough matchup. Um, but but hopefully with our length and and with our defense, you know, we can limit him. But he's a, he's a special player, and you know, those type of guys you want to just have them you know, have a, have an off night. You can't stop them fully, but if they can have an off night, and it can give you a chance to to be successful. But not only him, I mean, Emery and Fisher, I mean, those guys are dynamic scorers. I mean, dynamic. So, you know, we're, we're going to have our hands, we're going to have a tough time, you know, defending those three guards. Roger, I wish you a very calm and peaceful night's worth of sleep. <laughs> that you don't worry about Kyle Collinsworth and those guys too much. Well, well, thank you. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't think that's going to help, man. It's going <laughs> to be... It's going to be a fun night preparing, and we're already prepared, so it's just a matter of just making sure our guys have energy and they come out and they execute. Hey, Roger, enjoy New York. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Valparaiso assistant coach Roger Powell on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. You mentioned it, but college basketball fans may remember him. He was on the 05 Illinois team that played North Carolina For the National Championship. Yeah, and D. Brown. Yeah, on that team as well. So they uh, both those guys ended up playing for the Jazz uh, here locally. But yeah, the, he's played at a high level, and like he just he just ended by saying, "Oh, we're ready." You know, we're they're ready. ready. They're ready now. So Valparaiso is good. Like I think they're the best team left in the tournament, and BYU will have its hands full. As Dave Rose mentioned that, and his body language with with this matchup was, "This is going to be a challenge for us." A lot of a lot twenty nine wins, yeah. man. A lot of people are upset especially in the Horizon League and in the Midwest for the mid-majors, that Valpo didn't get into the NCAA tournament Yes, instead of a team like Syracuse. Who's who now in the now Final Four. They're in the Final Four. Wow. Yeah, Valpo's good. Everyone knows, you know, Bryce drew that shot, you know, to, to win a bunch of years ago. He's the head coach. His brother's the head coach at Baylor. His, yeah, his dad, dad was, his dad the head coach. was the head coach when Bryce yeah. hit that shot. So, what is it? Scott Drew, I think, at, at Baylor. Bryce at Valpo. So, the Drew family, they're college basketball royalty. Bryce has one of the all-time March Madness kind of iconic moments. And so, BYU back in Madison Square Garden. And, and like we mentioned, uh, Fernandez, the nation's top shot blocker, Alex Peters at uh, 18 and a half a game, like eight boards a game. So BYU's had some challenges in this tournament, but to me, this is the biggest challenge. This team's more like Virginia Tech, in my opinion, than UAB or Creighton. So it'll be fun. I, I've enjoyed this run. There have been some good UAB, a 27-win team, Virginia Tech, uh, and obviously Creighton, and now Valpo. Hey, I feel game. like, honestly, I feel like if BYU can get through Valparaiso, that they'll win the They're going to win, and I'm going to have blue hair on Friday. Bring on San Diego State, man. That would be fun. Got to be Valpo, Valpo man. Up next, Dave McCann joins us from New York. Is Kyle Collinsworth healthy? Welcome back, sports friends. On a Monday, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio simulcast on BYU Television. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This weekend is LDS General Conference. Uh, so what that means is we do our uh, 
pregame show, if you will. 11 a.m. conference. 11 a.m. Eastern time, a special BYU Sports Nation this Saturday, 11 a.m., so an hour earlier than normal. Elder S. Gifford Nielsen will join us. He is a, is a former BYU quarterback great and a general authority with the church, so he'll join us. The Saturday. original number 14, <laughs> which we asked Ty Detmer about on Saturday as well. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Spring football game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium this past Saturday in front of 18,000 fans at an estimate. Taysom Hill was not at the scrimmage because his brother unfortunately passed away on Friday. Again, our thoughts and prayers with Taysom Hill and his family. Third-ranked men's volleyball swept UC San Diego in three sets both nights over the weekend. The Cougars play two really big matches at UCLA this weekend. 27th-ranked BYU baseball now 20-3 and after mm. winning a series against LMU two games to one. The Cougars lost on Friday 10-5 but won on Saturday 7-4 to wrap up that series. They're now on the road for the first time in conference play at Portland starting on Thursday. Bring back some voodoo donuts, please. Hey, and Jimmer Fredette scored 17 points and dished out 11 assists in the Westchester Knicks 103-98 win against the 905 Raptors. And I believe they play tonight. That's right, in Westchester. So BYU fans, if you can get up there, check it out. Joining us now also from the great state of New York is Dave McCann, BYU play-by-play specialist Desert, on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Dave, how's New York, man? It is a beautiful, rainy, soaking wet day. <laughs> but you're happy to be there, right? Because it's the NIT Final Four. Yeah, there's some excitement here uh, with the Marriott Marquis, which is kind of the tournament hub. And uh, right as I speak, uh, they're having a little media gathering uh, downstairs. I just walked out of the room there. And, and uh, for BYU, Kyle Collinsworth, uh, Chase Fisher, and Nate Austin, the three seniors, are kind of holding court along with uh, with Coach Rose. And each team's got a small little contingent uh, sitting at their respective tables. And then they'll move to a more formal setting for a, a news conference here coming up in just a bit. But, uh, you know, once you get through the chaos that is New York, then you get to feel some of the uh, the anxiety and chaos that is a semifinal of a tournament. And uh, so we got both of that going on here. Dave, the big question on our minds is the health of Kyle Collinsworth. Uh, what do you know? What do you see? I just talked to him a moment ago. He said he is, uh, he's in great shape. He said it's night and day from where he was when we last saw him uh, a couple of nights ago trying to scratch out a performance there at home. Uh, he said that uh, he started uh, holding down his food Friday, uh, and he practiced on Saturday. Um, and, uh, you know, he always has kind of a pregame uh kind of a lower tier demeanor uh, so he's never really going to get in your face and go I feel a thousand percent kind of low key but in that low keyness uh, he uh, he made it perfectly clear that uh, that uh, he uh, he's feeling much better he lost 12 pounds he's Whoa! on the great uh, the wow. flu diet you pay a, par- a price for the flu diet but the uh, the result is you can drop a lot of weight really fast um, but he's been working on getting that uh, weight back and and he looks good and he's uh, that he's excited to uh, to be here in New York and and uh, and get after uh, a pretty good team going night. He lost twelve pounds. That's a shocking number. Whoa! Yeah. Okay, this is BYU's second trip to New York City for the NIT semifinals. Do you get the sense that because Dave Rose has done this before and his staffers that this might be an advantage for BYU this time around? I'm not sure because uh, you know Austin was the only um, 
guy who played, and he's played in the last 15 years of games, or so it feels, and he couldn't even remember it. Uh, <laughs> it that long ago. Okay. Uh, so for the guys, it's 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 new. Um, uh, of course, Quincy Lewis wasn't uh, on the staff for for Dave Rose, but maybe the only thing is they know how to get to the arena, and uh, they're going to practice at the New York Athletic Club this afternoon. So I think they might know a couple spots around town. But uh, this is a really young team once you consider uh, uh, Fisher and Collinsworth and Austin's been around. But as far as key performers, uh, well, a lot of these guys are just kids. And Kafusi uh, uh, and Emery and Celius, um you know, I was high school for those guys, uh, for the most part, back back uh, in 2013. So I, I I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I think uh, I think they take the floor once Springsteen clears his band out of there. They'll take the floor and and uh, it'll, I think it'll be brand new for for all of them except I guess Coach Rose will know where the locker room is. Are you going to hit up Springsteen tonight or Iron Maiden Wednesday? You know what? I'm thinking about Springsteen tonight. Uh, Iron Maiden's not high on my list, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the team does. We'll see how the team does. If maybe I will celebrate a victory on Tuesday with Iron Maiden on Wednesday. <laughs> if not, it'll be another flight back home on Wednesday and and back to the real world. So. You might not. You know, might not make it uh, to Thursday's game though. If you go to Iron Maiden Wednesday. <laughs> hey. At least you're at the arena. So you if just you, stay there. If something happens uh, and you don't get out of the arena, you just hang around, and then pretty soon the teams will come out and start warming up. So. You bring up a great point. Or you could always drop you know, a couple thousand dollars a piece uh, to some ticket distributor and go see Hamilton, right? Yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, New York moments, um, and we were talking about it on the drive on the on the couple hour drive from JFK to here, where we're on a, a different time of day. It's twenty five minutes, but anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> When I was hired as a reporter for Good Morning America when I was a senior at BYU, I, I came back here and, and I had a story on on the broadcast that, that morning, and, and the bellman calls me up and says, Mr. McCann, would you mind sharing your limo with a guy who's also going over onto the show? And I'm like, you know, I'm fresh home from my mission. Of course I'm going to share the limo with, with whoever it is. And, and I said, sure. So I come down, they open the, the door, and the guy and a big top hat uh, opens the back of the limo door, and I hop in, and and there across the seat from me is uh, one of the only guys on the planet I'm taller than. Uh, and I look right at him. He puts out his hand and introduces himself. He says, "Hello, I'm Wolfgang Puck." Whoa! And, uh, and so he and I shared a limo ride through Central Park to the back door of of, uh, of Good Morning America, and he hadn't hit it big yet. He was just coming on to replace Julia Child as the morning show chef for Good Morning America, and then, of course, his his career went one way and my career went the other way and uh, it all started in the same limo one of my great new york experiences of you never know when you jump into a limo in new york who else is going to be back there dave great to talk to you we uh we appreciate the time and the insight into kyle collinsworth and the team and we hope that you are at least having the option to see iron maiden when wednesday night rolls around 
looking forward to our, our live pregame show and uh, talk to you guys tomorrow morning. And, and uh, hey, you know, they've got it this far. When you consider that Dave Rose has squeaked out 26 wins with this team, it is remarkable. We'll see if they can build on it. Good stuff. Thanks, Dave. Be safe in New York. Thanks, guys. Dave McCann on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. But 12 pounds. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot because he was sick from like Sunday to Friday. So it wasn't like it was two or three days. It was like five or six days. What in the world? Yeah. And and it's true. Dave's right. You never know who you're going to run into in a limo in New York. You know, I've never had that problem, but D- Dave has had that problem. <laughs> yeah, have you ever driven in the limo in New York? Not in New York. Yeah, I haven't done that no. either. We're going to have to do that just to test it out, right? Just to test it Mr. out. Mr. Jordan, would you mind sharing your limo with I, somebody? When he said someone shorter than him, I was like, who could it be? Yeah, Spike Lee? It's like, Muggsy Bogues? Who is it? Like, <laughs> It's not that short. Short, not that short. Let's talk football next with the defensive coordinator of BYU. Elisa Tuiaki joins us to talk about that 4-3 defense and why Troy Warner will never talk trash to him. Spud Webb? Like, who is BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you miss an episode of BYU SN Live, including this Monday show, Watch the rebroadcast weeknights, 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Now, tomorrow there will be no rebroadcast because we will be live at 6 Eastern with a BYU Sports Nation special previewing BYU and Valparaiso. We just talked to Dave McCann live from New York City. He told us that Kyle Collinsworth told him that he lost 12 pounds during the sickness, but that he feels good uh, right now. So we'll get you ready a full hour-long pregame show tomorrow, 6 Eastern time. Our Twitter question today, what did you learn from Saturday's BYU spring football game? At BYU LASF Jazz says, Utah has no chance this year. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here, but I like the idea. I really like the idea. Beat Arizona, They have right? no chance. <laughs> wow. Joining us now, our third guest on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline today, the it. defensive coordinator, Elisa Tuiaki at BYU. Coach, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. My two favorite guys. Don't don't tell Hans Olsen I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I will not, as I'm tweeting he's, Rat Hans like, right now. He's like two of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can tell him after I get a couple of free rounds of golf out of him. Then we can tell him. <laughs> no, Doug. <laughs> Coach, uh, we should start with this. Your buddy, Kalani Satake, shows up in the Roar of Cougars student section, the Rowdy Rowdy Rock last week at the basketball games. But we didn't we didn't see you there, man. Where were you? <laughs> I was I was thinking, I was actually thinking about bringing my baby into the section and letting my baby go crowd surfing, but my wife wouldn't let me. So I said, <laughs> I, I held the baby the whole time. So that's a good excuse. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good one. Uh, Saturday during the scrimmage, uh, Ty Emmer talked about how he kept the offense, you know, pretty simple defensively, pretty simple. What what did you hope to accomplish during Saturday scrimmage? Uh, you know to to. Give give the crowd a little bit uh, more as far as guys that haven't been getting very many reps, guys that um, they haven't really heard much of, but also protect some of the kids that, you know, we want to make sure that we get to the first game, um, you know, in good form. And, uh, you know, just get out there and really, really see what Cougar Nation has. And I was really, really impressed. I mean, the crowd came out strong, and it was it was a fun spring game. So aside from that very impressive crowd on a, you know, a windy, kind of chilly day, what was the best thing you saw on the field from BYU football on Saturday? Loved, loved how they played. You know, I thought that they were intense. Uh, 
Um, even though we kept it simple on, on both sides of the ball, um, the fundamentals of, of tackling and, and playing good defense up at the line of scrimmage with the D-line and, and uh, with the secondary, I thought that fundamentally we were starting to see a lot of carryover of things that we've been teaching them throughout the spring, um, at least with some of the, the, the newer things that we've been asking them to do in this in this defense. Is it? Are you running a four three now? I haven't heard anyone come out and say, "Yep, it's a four three. Is it a four three with variations, or what's the deal? It's it's uh yeah. I mean, it's it's still a little. It's still multiple. I mean, I'm going to say four three, and in some games we probably come out more than an odd front, and so you know we still plan on using hybrid guys and uh, in certain packages, bringing down some of the bigger backers that can rush faster um, to play D line. Um, so it's still. I I think. To be fair, um, it's still multiple is what I would call it. It's still multiple. Gotcha. And I want to dive into that a little bit more. Fred Warner explained to us, okay, the Will linebacker, a lot of those guys are essentially just becoming a down lineman in this. So in that sense, you can you can throw variations at it pretty uh, multiple, like you say? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they can, they can drop, they can rush. You know, we can show different fronts, which I, I think is important to kind of give change-ups to keep the offensive line honest. Um, but that's, that's pretty much what we were doing. Follow him on the Twitter machine at Coach Tuiaki. Elisa Tuiaki with us, the defensive coordinator at BYU, breaking down the BYU spring football game. Now that you are, I don't know, three months or so more familiar with the personnel that you have, what do you think of the guys that you bring for this BYU defense in your first campaign as the coordinator? Um, you talking about the recruits that we just signed, or are you talking about the kids that are on the team? Guys on the field that we saw, well, we saw some of them on Saturday, but just guys that you could have put on the field on Saturday. I uh, I like the personnel. You know, I think that uh, one, one of the things that, that every defense across, across the country is, is trying to do is make sure that they have depth, and that's always going to be a question with us at certain positions. Um, you know, every, you can't have enough D linemen. You can't have enough corners, and so um, you know, for, for us, that's really the, the question, just to make sure that we've got the guys. But I, I like the personnel. I think that we've got guys that can that can do multiple things. I think that we've got guys that are bought in and, and with the system. Um, probably being a little bit more simpler uh, is uh, allows them to allows them to run around and uh, and be them. You know, do, do their thing. So I, I like the backer group, I like the D line group, especially when we get all those guys back healthy and. Uh, love what the corners and safeties are looking like, and I think we got to get a little more depth there. But uh, really, really like it. Really like it. So, Troy Warner has been running with the ones. What has he done to impress you to deserve that so far in spring? He is a dog. I mean, that that kid is a dog. I'm telling you, he is confident. Um, he should still be in high school right now, but he's with us, <laughs> jumping in. You know, really pushing for a spot, and he's not shy about it. He's not. You know, coming out of the field, you know, looking back, questioning, hey, you want me to go or are you going to go? He jumps out there assuming he's the guy, which I think that kind of confidence, especially at the corner spot, is really, really needed. He's a guy that has short-term memory loss and forgets if he gets beat and comes back and plays again. And so I'm, I've been impressed with him. I think that he can play either side of the ball. And, uh, you know, I don't know what uh, Coach Takakis uh, told you guys yet, but I think for us right now, he can go either or, and we don't, we don't feel like we need to make a decision fast on him because he's so young. You know, obviously I'd love to have him on defense, but I think, you know, he gets on the opposite side of the ball, catches the, catches the ball in, in one of the drills we did, which is uh, speed in, in space, trying to make open field tackles. He was, he was a smooth operator. That kid was making moves, juking kids. And then on the defense side, he's, he's physical, he's confident. So he brings a lot to the table. We're excited about his future here. 
I just keep seeing Deion Sanders in my mind as you're talking about this, Coach. Is that way Minus too... the bandana. Is that way too far of a stretch? Well, I think right now, but we can get him a bandana if that's... Uh, <laughs> By the way, Kalani said it's up to us what um, he does with... Troy. So we said put him at quarterback. Like there's no there's no Tanner or Taysom. It's just Troy. <laughs> Is that all right? <laughs> Please say no. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and Clunny didn't say that to us either. So yeah, that's where we're. <laughs> hey, by, by the way, Troy's brother Fred. He joined us on Saturday, and he told us that he will never trash talk you because of your MMA background. Oh Is, Is that true? <laughs> They don't realize how old and fat I am. They probably take me. I'd run out of gas in thirty seconds. So they just have to dance around for thirty seconds, and I'm done. <laughs> what have you seen uh, as the defensive coordinator? What are you seeing from the BYU offense that has impressed you so far this spring? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I really mostly have just been paying attention to our side of the ball, but um, I know that. As, as we talk as a full staff, just how detailed they are. I, I've been impressed with uh, how detailed they are with all the specific things they want to fix. Um, you know, they're very multiple, but very simple, and, and I love that about it. I mean, they're, you know, I, I saw one specific run play come out of, like, five different formations, and, and for the defense, we have to defend it certain ways just because the formation kind of dictates how we align and, and you know, leveraging plays and, and making plays go outside and all that stuff. So I've been impressed with that, and I think that that's going to carry over to the offense playing fast. And so I'm excited to, to see the, the quarterbacks do their thing. And, you know, we really haven't uh, seen Jamal much this spring just because they're keeping them healthy. But, um, you know, the, the backs are, are, are looking pretty strong, too. The receivers are, the receivers are dudes now. I mean, the receivers are legitimate dudes. I, I really like, I like all the receivers. They're going to be good, especially with the guys coming in, you know. Defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Has there been a guy that has flat out surprised you maybe i mean from the first time you saw him to like now through their progression of spring football where you're just like whoa he has really improved um you know the the question we, we always knew that francis was a good athlete but the, but him moving over i've been impressed with how fast he's he's uh caught on to the defense and how well he moves. I mean, he is, he is a really, really smooth backer. Um, you know, I've been impressed by him, impressed by Butch. Butch's physicality is, uh, is, is, is up there. He's one of the most physical backers we have. And uh, he's not the biggest, but he brings it every time he, you know, taking on blocks and going to make tackles. Really like Kujay, too. Kujay's been a guy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably missing guys, but uh, Adam Pulsifer has, has grown on me. You know, he's... I've had good conversation with him as as far as him not getting very many rips early, but he's not, done nothing but kept his mouth shut and just worked, and, and he's growing on me. I like how tough he is. That's what we tell Spencer, too. Just just keep your mouth shut, <laughs> put your head down, and maybe you'll get somewhere someday. <laughs> it's a great motto. It's a great motto to live by. Except he has to open it and talk on the show. Um, th- this final week of practice, you have three practices, I think the first of which is tomorrow. Um uh, Kalani Sataki told us we're going to start to prepare for the season. What, what's different about this week? Um, you know, we're pro- probably going to get a little bit more into um, at least breaking into scout teams. Uh, we haven't really talked much of the staff, but as we've as we've uh, I've talked to Ty and talked to Kalani, you know, because we're so different from what we're going to end up facing offensively and defensively, we want to at least get a couple things on film so our kids can start studying for it and get a jump start on the on the next opponent and. You know, a lot of the concepts that you see in spread offense, at least for us on defense, is uh, is is pretty 
you know, pretty general. You, you know, you get a lot of the same things and a lot of the same checks that we're going to have to make and, and adjustments. And so at least getting that on so this summer our kids can start to see those things and, and talk it out and make adjustments and, and uh, recognize it when they do see it. Um, I think that's, that's probably more of what we want to get done this next week is, again, keep everybody healthy. Defensive coordinator at BYU, Elisa Tuiaki, a man you should never challenge to a 30-second MMA fight. Don't do it, people. <laughs> I'm done with that, but tell everybody that yeah, see me on the sticks playing uh, Street Fighter or you know Mario Kart or something. I think I can take everybody in that. <laughs> Coach, thanks for the time. Great to talk to you. All right, take care, guys. Coach Tuiaki on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. My two favorite guys. Don't tell Hansel. <laughs> Tweet at Hansel. Guess oh what Coach Tuiaki said. He's funny, man. Yeah, really good stuff. The whole staff. They're prepping for man. Arizona this week. That's what he just told us. Wow. 159 days away. Man, I can't wait because that's so soon. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around. There's another All-American in the house. But he was an All-American before, too. And he's from America as well. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's go, Jerem. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. The spring football game was Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in front of an estimated 18,000 fans. More on the game uh, earlier in the show in that uh, first segment when we talked about what happened there. And we just talked to Elias Tuyaki as well, so download the podcast. Taysom Hill was not at the scrimmage because his brother passed away Friday. Our thoughts and prayers to the Hill family. BYU volleyball. And Not yet. Or men's volleyball. I'll, I'll finish the football. BYU <laughs> and Virginia have updated their series. The Cougars will play the Cavaliers in Provo in 2021, in Charlottesville in 2023, and an additional game has been added in Provo in 2025. Now volleyball. The third-ranked men's volleyball team swept UC San Diego in three sets both nights. The Cougars play two at UCLA this weekend. Baseball. 27th-ranked BYU, 20-3 and three after a 2-1 to one series win against LMU. They're at Portland on Thursday. Jimmer! Scored 17 points and dished out 11 assists in the Dub Knicks 103-98 win against the 905 Raptors. The Dub Knicks host the Canton Charge tonight. Tennis! Tennis beat Idaho State 5-0 and lost to Utah State 4-3 over the weekend. Women's team lost at Gonzaga 4-3. Golf! Finished 14th in the good win. Patrick Fishburne finished 29th at 4 over par. Swimming and diving! Congratulations to Jake Taylor. Capitalizing on the BYU Sports Nation karma, he's an All-American by finishing fourth in the 100-meter backstroke at the NCAA Championships. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. It's going to the same guy we just brought up, Jake Taylor. He's the man, dude. All-American. Elite tweet of the day from at Milton underscore Rat. It's worth driving 900-plus miles to see BYU football play. They're the ones from Washington. Nicely done. Thanks to our guest.